Isn't that the funniest thing about with technology, Tim? Like we do this like day in, day out. And and I don't know about you. You seem a lot more thoughtful than me or at least more um, considerate when you do things. Is that like I've been doing live stream for two years and I still can't seem to get the buttons right. But, I've been doing live streams for 12 months, 13 months now. And, you know, it, it, it it's it's a it's a tool of creativity. Thank uh, you. And, and it doesn't matter if it's if it's if it's right or if it's wrong. It's the power of that creativity. Wasn't it wasn't it um, Miles Davis that said, if you play a wrong note, play it twice and then it makes it sound like you did it on purpose. Oh, if that's the case, and oh, thank you, Miles Davis, because I am queen of repeating my errors. Uh, it's that, uh, what is it like? A, I'm a slow learner when it comes to things like that, so that's perfect. I like that. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to make that a quote one day. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. But yeah, Miles Davis said something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! So Tim, I really appreciate you joining me here. So, are you ready for the mic is listening? I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm so excited. Man, I need to pay. I'm, I'm, thank you. That was. I, I'm gonna have to send you like a box of chocolates for that one. So, all right, let's kick this off, my friend. The mic is listening. The mic is listening. The mic. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Mike is Listening. I have a very special guest today, and um, I got to tell you, I can't remember how we met exactly, but all I can tell you is, is I feel like I have a kindred spirit across the pond, and it, I think it has to do with our topic for today. So we're going to be talking about something that I had never actually really heard of, and then everyone that's been I've been talking to is like, wow, dude, that this term has been used for many moon cycles, so catch up, sunshine. And um, it's about social selling and the concept around social selling. And where is the state of social media, especially especially for platforms like LinkedIn, where it's like a business-focused relationship? Um, it's not meant to post selfies of like, you know, us and our food and all that stuff. It's not Instagram, but it's still a, LinkedIn has really evolved into a social media platform. So I dug really deep here uh, and, and and quoted a Led Zeppelin song. So those that know Cashmere, I'm a traveler of both time and space with our guest, Tim Hughes. The reason why I picked that one is because Tim is just freaking cool and I enjoy him immensely. And he's just a really nice guy. So uh, I just want to uh, welcome our good friend here without further ado, Mr. Tim Hughes. Welcome to the mic is listening. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> so Cashmere, what a great introduction. Led Zeppelin. My friend, yeah. hmm. okay, I am a latecomer to Led Zeppelin, much like apparently I, I'm a latecomer to understand the damn term of social selling. So full disclosure, I love them now. Didn't love them when I was a little younger. And Cashmere is one of my favorite songs. So why? So they, when they when they first started off, they were really like a blues um, covers band. The first two albums, even though there are some of their own material, a lot of it is blues covers. And then with Led Zeppelin three they became they they sort of like became far more innovative um but they were but they they were a big massive innovative uh blues rock band uh, and i grew up on it and i love it 
Oh, well, you know, I think it's, uh, is it, I think it's when the Levy, Levy breaks. I think that's one. I really liked groove on that Levy, one. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to my boyfriend about Led Zeppelin too. And like one of the things that's like, I guess, unique or really cool about them is they're a musicianship. I mean, they're just amazing musicians. Yeah. And I think it was John Bonham's like uh, drumming and the fact that he is able to keep those different, it's like almost like different rhythm. It's not like your traditional like rock band rhythm. He, he changed it up quite a bit and it was just, you know, Jimmy Page's guitar playing. I, and, you know, it's just, anyway, I'm a big fan of Led Zeppelin now to the point where I will go pay money that I would pay like for regular band to see this cover band called mm. Led Zeppelin two. I think they're based out of Chicago. So if okay, you're yeah, there, yeah. I've seen a Led Zeppelin cover band. They were awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, th these people, and they were actually, uh, at least this, this cover band, they actually play the theremin. Like, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. No, oh yeah. 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 Yes. I've seen one. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. Now, which song is that that has a theremin? Is that the, was it when the levy breaks? Um, no, it's, it's um whole lot of love, isn't it? it oh, okay. Whole lot of love. That's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, well, so I hope you don't mind. I, I really liked, and it resonated with me when you said Cashmere was your favorite, that I'm a traveler of time and space. And for me in my head, in our context of social selling, my corporate buddies still don't grasp the benefit and the, the way we can all, really connect on LinkedIn. And then my entrepreneurial friends were like, dude, this is like no brainer. So can you talk to me? Cause you're kind of like teetering on both sides. Cause obviously your clients are on both sides of the, the house. What's your definition? What, what is it that I'm talking about here that I'm like, that my friends could use some help on? What is the hell is social selling? Why do I care? Um, let me, let me, so we have a definition, uh, which I'm going to read off a slide, which is, it's about using your presence and behavior on social media to build influence, make connections, grow relationships and trust, which lead to conversational and commercial conversation and commercial interaction. Interesting. OK, so break that down for me. Are you saying then that we're leveraging our posts potential in more um, uh, in, in, in tended ways? I guess I can't. I'm the, trying to get the word. The, the best way to the best way to explain it is that to sell anything, certainly in the B two B enterprise space, we need to have a conversation. So what I sell and what you sell, and probably the people that you're talking to way back at your previous companies, they need to have a conversation. So the mistake that people make on social media is that they think it's about posting or something like that. It's not. It's about driving conversations. Mm, okay. So, and then so, 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 go ahead. So let's think about let's think about let's think about this in in the analog world. In the analog world, we went to networking events. Mm -hmm. We walked into the networking event. We got a cup of tea, or you would get a cup of coffee, um, and uh, we go up to someone. We have a conversation. We wouldn't go up to them and say, "Hey, I've got a printer, and wouldn't you like to buy one?" <laughs> it's, it's a conversation that we have, and the conversations usually naturally turn around to, "Okay, Tim, what is it that you do?" And you, you have, you know, and, and so, so conversations happen like that. The, the problem is, is that over the last 50 years, what we've been doing around sales and marketing is interrupting people and then pitching. So if you think about a cold call, what we do is we ring somebody up and we interrupt them and we pitch. Email marketing, what we do is that we interrupt and pitch. Advertising, what we do is that we interrupt and pitch. And so the mistake that people make is they think that social selling is, ah, right, I'm going to do is I'm going to go into social and I'm going to interrupt you and pitch. And that's mm -hmm. not selling, it's spam. And so um, 
what you'll see is that this whole term of social selling has become, you know, I've seen people say, I hate social selling. Well, you actually don't know what you're talking about because what's happened is that someone's basically either pitched to you over um, uh, over LinkedIn or what they've done is connected to you and then pitched to you or sent you an email. All of that is basically cold calling on the social network. It's not social selling. The, the thing is, is that over the last... Over the last five years, the acceleration of people now onto um, uh, onto social media is such that nearly 60% of the world's population are active on social media. And, and what's active? The average person spends two and a half hours a day on social media. Wow. So, so in the past, I understood when people said my clients weren't on social media, but because also because buyer groups have got bigger. So I'm working with a supply chain software company. They have a hundred stakeholders to sell to, but but mm. so you've got to get round all of those people. And you know what it's like when you sell something. There's going to be a meeting at the end, and they say who you're going to vote for. So you need to have got round all those hundred people, built a relationship with them, and had a conversation with them. So you need to find a way of building relationships and having conversations at scale. Cold calling doesn't give you that because a cold call basically pisses people off. So I don't take cold calls. And neither do most senior executives. Yeah. Um, and 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 so you know, and and if you call call me, I then because of iOS fourteen, I'm able to go in and actually block your number from then onwards. What does so, iOS fourteen mean? Uh, sorry, the sorry, um, um, Apple, sorry, Apple operating system. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha, so gotcha. On, on the Apple operating system, for us who use Apple, you're you're able to block the 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 calls. I believe you can do that on Android as well. Gotcha. And um, and and so the the ability of what we're seeing is all of the things that we've done in the past, like cold calling and email. That the ability of getting through to people is getting less and less and less and less. Absolutely. Uh, whereas we, as a business, what we do is that we help organisations transform using social. So in sales, that would be social selling. Um, and what we've found is that actually, because people are now on social, and especially COVID has accelerated this. People used to see social media as a destination. Now they actually see it as a place where they hang out. So as long as you're not spammy, um, you can actually have conversations with people and get very high up Mm -hmm. with conversations. And we've actually um, benchmarked a team of people who are social selling against a team of SDRs. One was social selling and one was cold calling. And, And we were able to get higher faster um, I don't want to go into the detail. I can. I've got the results, I, I, but um, we were able to get higher faster using social than they were actually using cold calling. So this 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 notion that it's somehow witchcraft. It's it's the only way that you can sell today. You know what's funny that you mentioned this, and it's like you're making me think. Um, which is, I don't know if you could hear the squeak, the squeaky wheel, just like churning there as you were I did talking. Actually, I actually hesitated because I could hear the squeaky wheel. I know it's, it's it's actually very distracting. I get it. Um, so the voices in my head simultaneously telling me this. But okay, so you're bringing up something that I've actually talked about as a podcast producer many times with my clients, especially those that are still in the corporate space, which is traditional forms of communication. We're getting bombarded with all sorts of ways of people trying to access us, mm-hmm. and. I feel like putting out content in a way like podcasts, I'll just say that just because, you know, selfish bias, but it doesn't have to be. Um, 
is, is, is fast becoming a way to build credibility and awareness of who you are yeah. that it's just like our society evolving towards that where we were very visual. So it's like, if I don't know you, Tim, mm. but I wanted you to get to know me, yeah, I would probably say, Hey, I've got a podcast. Would you like to be a guest on it? And that's like a form of interaction engagement in a way where you could always check out all my content. You can always look and watch my videos, et cetera, and get to know me as a person before we even say a word to each other. Is that something that you're seeing as well as, is it shifting towards that video content or is it still over like DMS and in mails and all that? I think that, I think that um, what we're seeing is this, is this create this creative economy being built, which is that what we're doing, all of us like to consume content in different forms Right. Whether it's the written word, whether it's memes, whether it's uh, short video, whether it's long video like this, you know, this is very different from a TikTok. Um, uh, For uh, sure. Video. But we 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 consume this. We consume these things differently. So what we're doing is that, and that can be based on age. It can be based on all kinds of things that 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 why we're um, uh, looking for different type of content. But content is the thing that we're looking for. But the but the content isn't the be be all and end all. The the content is there to create a discussion, and a conversation. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking for as so so um, the reason why I run a podcast is it gets me access to senior people. I mean, okay. I, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, I know someone who's running a live stream in there. Um, he's just starting it. He said to me, "I need to I need to get hold of CIOs. How do I do it?" I said, "Run a live stream." So we went through a whole, I can't do video and that. Yes, you can. Right. Okay. So we, so um, uh, he now is able to get, go to CIOs and say, I want you to come on my live stream. It's only 15 minutes. Um, and they say, yes. And you get a conversation with CIOs. Yep. But why wouldn't you do this? <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you know, you, you can't get through to them by cold calling. You can't get through to them through email and stuff email. like that. Nope. But, you can get through to them by doing a live stream. But I know that, that there's some people that's out there that were watching this and my company will never allow me to do that. Well, I'm sorry, but they will be obsolete as a, as a business because yep. this is the way it's going. Or sorry, it, this is the way it's gone. I mean, you know, we've been in business for seven years transforming organizations to use social selling. And I know when we first started, we were a bit quirky. Now we're pretty mainstream. Yep. Um, and we've got the proof points. And, it, and it's like, you know... Live streaming is so simple to do. A podcast is so simple to do. Um, and I, I've, I, there's another guy I know who runs a podcast, and he does it deliberately, and it, it's an e-commerce uh, podcast, and he does it deliberately just to get meetings with senior people. So he can pitch his, and, you know, and he runs a, he does a prep prep call beforehand, and the, the, the person comes on and, and he says, um, so what do you do? Oh, well, funny enough, we run an e-commerce company. And, and uh, all right, okay, that's interesting. Absolutely. Because you know what it is? We, we are so bombarded with so much content, right? That we're at that point now where networking is really key to our comfort level in engaging, right? So we do business and I've said this many times. I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm not sorry about saying it. People do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? They do. And, and the mistake that companies are making is that they're investing in artificial intelligence, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to cut corners. And and at the end of the day, sales is still a people thing. It's a people-centric um, thing. Now, 
Gartner research shows that most people try and avoid salespeople and would love to buy stuff over the web. Well, of course they do. Nobody likes talking to a salesperson. <laughs> we avoid them. It's the great thing about the great thing about the web is that we can avoid people. But um, so you know, one of our clients, Namos, is a they're an Oracle reseller, about hundred people, um, and they went through our program. and And we teach we teach three things. One is to have to how to have a great profile that buyers will be interested in. We call it a buyer centric profile. Okay. The second thing is to have a how to have a network, which is a, like a digital territory. And the third thing is how to create content because we know that buyers are looking for content, not any old content, content that's going to inspire them like this, entertain them like this. Um, so they're looking for those those three things. So we um, we enabled their salespeople um, and um, the CEO was telling me this on my podcast, funny enough. Um, and um, what happened was that um, a bias was on social looking for a solution to their problem found one of the salespeople and said, you look interesting. Can you help me? Yep. And the discussion basically goes on between the two, which is the same old thing that we've had yet. Yeah, well, yeah, let's have a chat. Da, 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 da. Anyway, that turned into a $2.6 million deal. Love it. They've now taken another uh, uh, $1.3 million out of them in, in, in six months. Now that, isn't chicken feed i mean and that's taking business from your competition you know mm -hmm. there's a there's there's, not, there's a very very clear business case for this there's a very very clear competitive advantage for it um and so um you know anybody that's not doing it i'm sorry is is obsolete as a business um and and I, my advice is to leave because you need to get out quick because this is going very very fast you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that. And thank you for saying that because I used to say, if your company is not in enabling technology platforms to help maybe streamline processes, it still doesn't mean that you're taking out the human element to it, right? Because sure, I can buy everything on Amazon all day long, right? I should charge Amazon for as much as I say their damn name every podcast. But, but when people need help, they need you to be that person that they go to. Again, know, like, and trust to help them solve their problem because they usually won't call you when things are hunky-dory and all that stuff, right? They will call you when, you know, what hits the fan. And that's where that human element is. And there's nothing better than when you're in a moment of panic and maybe you don't have the relationships you thought you did and you're like, crap on crackers, I need to solve a problem. And they start Googling like crazy and they see the personalities of your sales reps or personality of your engineering team right to say okay just full disclosure my examples tip typically are technology so i got ransomware holy crap on crackers i need help i need i need someone with a security background well you know what if i don't have a partner already in place i'm gonna start looking for security you know yeah. providers right and again like you say depending on if they've got, they put their team up and out there and i see how they talk and see their expertise and i see their credibility or see whatever it's almost like a living resume. I feel like that's what's happening is that we're almost yeah, becoming... so, just to be careful. I mean, we're, we're, we're not looking for if, if you have a CV as a LinkedIn pro, uh, LinkedIn profile, it means you're looking for a job, even uh... it, even though actually it even though actually it, it, nowadays recruitment consultants aren't looking for people with CVs. It shows that you don't know what you're talking about. Um so um, the, the thing is, is that what we do is that, as you say, we will always buy from people that we know, like and trust. We will go out and we will search for things. And 
and and the, the amount of denial that seems to be out there that buyers are doing this, even though that we do it ourselves. You know, if um, if you sit down with your partner and say, right, next weekend we're going to go away, where we're going to go, Mexico. Okay, what will you do? You'll go on the internet and you'll start searching. You won't wait for somebody to cold call you or send you an email. You do the search yourself. And the buyers are doing that. And they're buying, you know, million-dollar ERP systems by doing research on, 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 on the web. It doesn't matter what you sell or what service or what product is. People are searching for what you do. And if you look just like another salesperson that's going to probably rip them off, you ain't going to get the, the conversation. Right. Um, and and this is what people are missing out on. Um, and this is the shift that's happened. Now, the thing that we've seen with digital transformation is it's all been tech driven. Digital transformation is we're going to what happens is that people have replaced all their IT systems on the basis that this is going to make the companies digital. What people are waking up to now is the fact that they're not digital. And the reason for that is that the people need to have digital skills. This is now a battle. The battle that's going to be fought, especially if we move into a recession, is how digital your organization. And it's not about the systems you've got. It's how digital literate your people are. Mm. And, and this is about the conversation now isn't just about social selling, because that's enabling your salespeople with, to, with digital skills. This is about enabling the whole of your organization. So HR, procurement, um, uh, right across Accounting, the- yeah. Yeah. So this is about putting people front and center in terms of their digital skills. So, for example, um, uh, one of our clients, um, they don't use recruitment consultants anymore and they don't advertise jobs. And they don't have to because they're social. Yeah. So so what's happening is that people are on social and they're not just going, oh, I'm, that's interesting. So I can buy a product. They're going. That sales team like, looks looks really interesting. I'd like to go and work for them. Who, who's the sales leader? I'm going to contact the sales leader. And so what we're seeing is this, and this is not just happening in 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 sales. The modern job seeker uh, is is looking at organisation and seeing how digital they are. They're looking at the CEO. You know, you look at someone like Julie Sweet, who is I can hear the cogs going. You look at someone like Julie Sweet, who's the CEO of Accenture. She's got an audience. So and she's and and she, what she's able to do is turn around on a dime, which is w- when when COVID hit their Indian operations and they have 200,000 people in their Indian operations, 20,000 of them have basically had COVID and were off. She was basically able to stay within within seconds. This is a situation we stand by the people of India. In fact, we're going to donate. I can't remember what, what, what it was to um, uh, to the people of India and to, to our staff. And having that ability to turn so quickly is such an asset. Same with Bernard Looney of, of BP. You know, the more people look at BP, the more they don't see them as a bad oil company. They see them because Bernard's talking about um, net zero and how he's going to transform the organization versus you look at shell and they're trying but they're not they're not as good as as bp so the that the, we know that people are on social and we have to empower our people right across the board to be able to talk authentically um about things on social do you think the pandemic ushered this along or facilitated or accelerated the push towards digital 
it's been happening for it's been happening for um 10 years i spotted it when um i wrote i wrote my book social selling um and what it's done is accelerate it really really accelerated i mean the the conversations that we have now two years you know through the pandemic are so different from what they were like three years ago um you know most sales leaders or ceos are coming to us and saying sales and marketing doesn't work anymore um, mm-hmm. I mean, even Hub- HubSpot and they sell email marketing systems say that email marketing basically has a 98% failure rate. Now, if you went to the board and said, here's our new marketing plan and we're going to use this and it's got a 98% failure rate, they'd say, get out and go find something else. Right. Uh, and and so we're in this, this situation where um, all of these things that we were doing in the past are getting less and less and less and, and people aren't that they're still looking down saying, oh, my God, we're just not getting the open rate and the click-through rate. So, oh, well, yeah. what are we going to do? Oh, well, we'll um, we'll buy somebody in to change the, the headers is obviously that. And there's like a billion-dollar industry in trying to get people to open up spam emails. Right. Uh, and then oh. we're going to oh, what we're going to do is we're going to in, in, we're going to invest in artificial intelligence. So you're going to send a robot to a networking party. I mean, it, it it you know there are instances I'm sure where AI will help, but at the end of the day, as a as a buyer, what I'm looking for is a conversation with a human being. Right. Yeah. Chatbots are interesting. If I want to sort out my mobile phone, and I and I, I'm trying to sort out with the cell provider or something like that, yes, I'll probably enter into a discussion, but all of the other things that, you know, and cutting corners, you can't cut corners in sales and marketing. We never have been able to do that. So you say something that I, I, I you're piquing my interest on this one because a, a good friend of mine uh, has told me and he said it repeatedly. He's like, see, yeah, I'm telling you right now, email is dead. And I have other people that counter it. I personally hate email. I mean, the only reason why I do email, obviously to communicate with people that want to hear from me right? But to do a blast, to do like, I mean, look, full disclosure, I love all my friends to death, but all the newsletters I signed up for because I want to support them and be a good friend, go straight to trash. I actually created a filter where it's, it goes, boom. Like, I, I, If you send me any, uh, it, it all goes through to, 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 to filters. I mean, Seth Godin basically once said, um, if, you, if you run a newsletter weekly or monthly, uh, stop sending it for a week or a month and see how many people ring up and say, you didn't send your newsletter this week or month. Yeah. Uh, it, was, there a, was there a problem? And I can tell you that nobody will ring you up and do that. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the problem is, is with all of those things is they talk about themselves. They talk about the employee of the week. They talk about their products. They talk about the services. And nobody is interested. And the right. reason for that is that we all go to market and say exactly the same thing, which is buy my product because it's great. You know, my background is selling accounting systems and all of the major accounting system companies all go to the market and say the same thing. Yeah. So as a buyer, you're totally confused and baffled. Therefore, the only um, the only differentiation that you have as a business is your people. And and that is their experiences, their uh, their thoughts, their authenticness. That's the only USP today. And if you're not empowering your people to talk in an authentic way, you're losing and you're leaving money on the table. And I can assure you that. You're making me cry, Tim. I mean, like literally, it is so true because you know what? Five, 10 years ago, there's no, there's no way my corporate, uh, corporate, former employer 
would have been comfortable with Sia doing her own podcast as a corporate employee. If anything, they'd say, well, if you're going to do a podcast, just don't mention us. Okay. Now it's like, no, you, you want to be, it's free advertising. And you know, there's a, a, a code of conduct anyway. So if your employee goes off the rails, I mean, obviously now they're subject to your company policy as a corporate employee and entity, but like, dude, like, again, I would rather hang out with you, Tim. We've never met, but if I ever flew out to England, I'd be like, I'm hitting up my buddy, Tim, because yeah. we've had a conversation and you know what? I know my business is going to grow and I need some advisement or I've got my team. I want, I need help on making sure my team is understanding the value of their own personal authentic selves. I'm hitting you up. Right. And you mm -hmm. and I've never met no. other clients that I talk to. Cause you know, again, you know, our focus is just very niche on podcasting itself because we find that the, a great tool. It's a nice little niche for us. And it's something that we can be an expert at and people can offload their work to us. And that's, and I'm kosher with that. I don't want to do anything else. I'm very comfortable with this and I'm happy to share the wealth and love because there's so much out there. So for those that are like concerned about that kind of like, but Sia or, you know, Tim, you guys are full of bull, you know what? Look at all the TikTok videos of all these wannabe peoples or why should I do a podcast? There's 2 million podcasts out there. What's your response to that when people are like, mm, but there's so many else people doing the same thing. Like what's my value? How would you address that with them? So, so, you know, what we're looking, what you need to do is you need to look at something which is, which is pretty unique. So there are, there are lots of, um, sorry about this. There's lots of talking head uh, podcasts. Now, that that has a um, uh, certainly has a a, a a format that you can use because mm -hmm. it's very easy to come on and talk about it. But you need don't forget that if you're going going to go on, well, it's the ecosystems of the and, and you know that you know if you're boring, you won't get people to watch you. You've yeah. got the you know, and one of the things that pieces of advice that I was given when I first did video, probably because I was rubbish or less rubbish, um, was you need to amp it up. But, you know, we're doing all kinds of things. So you, you, you've joined our um, digital download on a Friday, Friday morning, your time, Friday afternoon, our time, which is where what, what how that came about was uh, during uh, lockdown, we had a um, had an inter I decided to have some internal meetings. We I run a remote business. We don't have an office. So I wanted to get people together. And I didn't want one of these stand by your beds. Tell me what exciting things you're going to do today. Um, meetings. I just wanted people to come on. Salespeople hated it because there was no agenda. Right. Uh, Thank you. We just got on and talked, and and we were talking and we were sharing ideas and stuff. And then someone said, and I can't remember who it is. Several people say say it was them. But said, why don't we just take this and externalize it? There's so much here. There's us having a laugh, like we're sitting around a a a, a, a table in a pub. It's Friday night. It's six o'clock. We've left the office and we're sitting there and we're kind of like talking about what we're doing. And there's a bit of work. There's a bit of a laugh. There's a bit of a joke. And, and, and we've put that out online. There's no pitch or anything like that. It's us just talking. And, and you know, um, we did a I did did us. We, we were all annoyed um, about people doing scripted th these. There was a <laughs> big company. There was a company beginning with G that. Um, uh, called Gartner that was did a basically big scripted thing and it was awful and there was people putting comments in saying this is just terrible it's just a sales pitch so I wrote a scripted thing and we started the thing with a with a scripted you know deliberately scripted with all kinds of terrible buzzwords in it and stuff like that just as a laugh right um, 
I do. I've got a colleague who does something called the breakfast burrito, which is uh, every Thursday morning uh, he does. Um, you must have had this in the States or you still do, which is radio shows where you have it's called here. We call it zoo radio, which is rather than having someone just announcing and playing records. It's a there's a team of them and they're bouncing ideas. Um, a person comes on. It's only for like five, uh, f- five minutes and then they go again. And it's very, very fast moving. Right. And he that, which is which is kind of based on that zoo radio thing. Um, we also run for a, a, an organization in Scotland. Um, like a, a magazine show where people come on and talk about c- classic, you know, you would have like a oil and gas magazine or whatever. And you would in the past, you would go through and people would talk about the, the, the bids they'd won and why they'd won them and stuff like that. And we run that online. Now I could keep going in terms of the ideas that you use and you know, you're a podcasting expert far more than, than, than I am. Um, there's lots of opportunity. You know, we haven't even started with live streaming mm-hmm. and, and the ability that video gives us. I know that we fall back onto this. I do it myself because it's a it's a proven format. But there is a, just a million types of things that we can do if we just sat down and thought, OK, what can we do that's, that's, that's actually going to be interesting to our audience? And we, we, we use the term, I don't know where it's come from, infotainment. Yes. It's about information, but entertainment. And, and and you know, throw away the brochures. We don't need any more brochures. Nobody reads them anyway. <laughs> this is about how can you externalise the amazing culture in your organisation? How can you externalise the amazing people that you have in your organisation? And how can you not just showcase your uh, how experts you are, but also entertain people at the same time. Sorry, I've waffled on enough. No, I love it because, you know, I could keep going with you. And I knew this. I knew you and I would keep doing this, Tim, because I can see the, the time thing. and I know that I'm we're over time. So, oh, you know, I'm, I'm used to it. So if you've got a few minutes more, I would like to say with this is 100 percent agree with you on this. We have to consider that our culture has shifted. Our society has shifted in a way where uh, the traditional mediums of communication, though still valid, so sorry, email isn't quite dead yet. I think it will always exist to some degree, especially if you're in corporate and want to cover your you-know-what. But that being said is this, there are other ways that we can reach out to our prospects, to our existing clients, to develop who you are, right? You have to understand why we're all putting all this together. So the the whole thing about social selling, and I really feel bad, I want to make sure it's clear because I talk to a lot of introverts, right? This is not something where everyone has to be that morning zoo vibe. Not everyone is an extrovert like you and I are, right? And Tim, I feel like you're more like an extroverted introvert. I feel like you're very thoughtful and considerate and you choose your voice. I'm an introvert, yeah. You're an introvert, but I think you're so conversational, but that's the whole point, right? We're one-on-one, which is conversational, but- Social media is just an amazing thing for introverts because it allows you time to, you know, someone writes something, you've got three days to think about the answer. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a lot of thinking, but anyway, well, I'm, 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 <laughs> no, I know, I know. Yeah, you know, I'm just picking it up, but yeah, the, 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 you know, in, if you have a conversation like this and you're an introvert, you're you, you may not want to have you know normally you you want to actually have time to think. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm classic. I'm one of those people that goes to the meeting and they come up with a solution, and I find out, and I driving home, and I I actually come up with a better solution. That's a classic introvert um uh thought process. Um, 
But the, the you know on social media, if someone basically makes a comment, you don't have to answer straight away. You can think about the response. It's a it's a medium for introverts. Yes, it is. I think I didn't want to clarify. You don't have to do a video like this, right? Like, because no. it could be very disconcerting. You know what? I have audio only based podcasts. I have times where I just write things down because I just feel like in that moment of time, I feel like whoever prefers to read might connect or resonate just the way our brains function, yeah. right? And personality yeah. types. And there's social, I mean, there is social audio, which is what you say, which is a podcast without video. Um, there is um uh there's writing that you can do you can write um uh you can write blogs um you can do uh video and it's not let's not forget that video now is very very simple you know the way that you would do a video is generally you would sketch out a script and then say something but you know i started my podcast um because of the fact that i was terrified of video mm. and and you know i grew up i'm of an age where and and i know that you're not um I grew up an age where a camera and a video camera were, we didn't have them. A camera was one of those things that you kept in a cupboard and you would bring it out, you would take a photo and then you would put it in the, and then you'd get the film developed. And yeah. and I didn't grow up with video. So I was thinking, what can I do? I'm going to run a podcast. Um, and okay. So I've interviewed 300 people, but um, you know what it's like. The, the, maybe the first few that you do will be a bit rough. Um, maybe the first 10, maybe the first 100. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that you're trying and you're communicating. And the thing that I love about it, most of all, is I learn so much. Mm -hmm. You know, I interviewed somebody about 5G. I found someone who advises the UK government about 5G. She actually doesn't live very far away from me. but um, And I didn't, I don't know anything about it. So I went and researched it. I just spent an hour reading all lots of different articles and then did the interview on it. Now I know about 5G. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, one of those things is that, uh, uh, especially about certain people, introverts and that, uh, I'm a, I'm one of these people that have to, uh, I'm, I'm addicted to learning. I know a lot of people say that, but I am addicted to learning and um, the ability to go and meet these people. I've just done an interview before coming on here with an artist so um, what we did was that we took her artworks and we showed this. And I said, so what, what was the inspiration behind this? Well, it was this. So it's a series. So here is the series. So we put them up on the screen and gradually went through all the series of that. And then we went, this is a different series that we went through. And what that is, is it's, show, it's taking taking what was traditionally a art is something that you would go to a gallery, which, and it, which doesn't scale. And actually mm -hmm. taking it and showing everybody in the world. So I live streamed it just like this, you know, across LinkedIn. So there's 840 million people that can see it and, and have access to her art. I love that. Oh, I uh, love it. Uh, love it. Hey, what's her name, by the way? Uh, um, yeah. So, um, uh, um, of course, I moved the. Uh, so Lisa, um, Lisa Salnero. Okay. Um, and she's Sparklebot Studios on um, Twitter. Love it. Um, and uh, and 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 this stuff is stuff's really brilliant. But just think about um, you know I'm in the conversations with people about how um, you and I are big music lovers about how um, music you know in the world of COVID got locked down. So how is it that we can start live streaming? Um, Music. So Keith Keller, who I think that you know, Keith, yeah, yeah, is based in Melbourne, and 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 
Mel Melbourne is, I mean, sorry, Australia is a big country, but actually it's quite small in terms of its its population. And so some of the big bands aren't necessarily coming to Australia on their tours. So what he's looking for is, um, I think he was t telling me the other day that um, Slash, um, and if um, I from think Guns N' Roses, yes, I think Slash was. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm. There's a whole. I need to go back on my. Yes, yeah, Slash, as in Guns N' Roses, was doing a um, a live stream. So he was playing live somewhere, um, and then he was um, live streaming it. Yes, yeah, so a Slash um, featuring Miles Kennedy. Um, they 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 were doing um, uh, they did a live gig and then what they did was that they live streamed it at the same time. I love that. Actually, I have a buddy of mine that has that technology that allows you to basically have the band record in front of like a green screen and then it can virtually place them into like a local venue. It's almost like a holodeck kind of vibe type of thing, right? Okay. Which is really hella cool because Shine the pandemic. Um, Shine down and done it. Um, yeah. Anyway, let me go back. So let me not start paging through key, conversation with Keith. So, so this this whole thing that is changing and is changing over time. You know, Keith is saying he doesn't want to go to a big uh, venue anymore because of you know because of the concern he has over COVID. And there must be other people like that. So, so I think what will happen is that certain industries will lead, and then the other ones will have to follow. And right. you know, live streaming isn't going to go away. This is just a tip of a massive revolution that's taking place, not just in video, but in, in social audio as well. And 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 you need to get on board because I watched my parents get um, fall behind in terms of uh, uses of PCs and stuff like that. And they've never really ever caught up. Right. Um, and, 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 and what I see right now are uh, people in business falling behind and, and just not understanding the way that the world works right now. No, that's 100%. And I find myself doing that. Like, I'm not, look, I mean, I just can't get into Twitter. That's just, it's just not my bag. Right. But I do understand those that have owned it and like are rocking it. I think that's the whole thing about social selling though, too. I think we have to emphasize is find a platform that you're comfortable with and, and stick with it and don't be what you're not. Right. Like, I mean, I'm fascinated with the whole world of shorts and TikTok video type format. Is it for me necessarily? I'm not so sure it is, but I enjoy it. But understand where your value is, where your personality is, where you're most comfortable. Because I think in this day and age, again, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. If they see you being very awkward and uncomfortable, there's going to be a hesitancy there, right? So do whatever you're comfortable with and I cannot express more than that. So Tim, for those that want to get to know you, I've, I've been scrolling your LinkedIn link. Um, how else um, can, uh, how would you recommend for folks to get to know you? The best place is to um, uh, send me a connection request or, or send me a note on, on LinkedIn. Um, I am available on Twitter, but I think most people are on LinkedIn and just, and the best thing to do is if you can just don't just click the button and connect, but if you could actually just send me a connection request that says, I saw you on this podcast and, and, and I thought you were brilliant. I love it. I love it. So Tim, I appreciate you as always. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you. I knew we go long, darn it. So, um, I was just going to say something. I almost brain farted here. So I do have some, uh, words, that I do uh, close out with. But before I let you go, sir, is there any final parting thoughts that you would like to emphasize with our conversation today or something else in general? Like, you know, you know, are you a Beatles or a Rolling Stones? Uh, Beatles. See, I love that. Okay. And then what, what other pi final parting thoughts would you like to impart with us today? 
Uh, I, I just think that um, people need to, to to get on board with this and and not to um, treat it so you know so many people just seem to have this mental blockage about it um, and you know reach out to people. There's a lot of experts um, and there's a lot of books to read and um, you know you can you can buy my book on Amazon and read it at home and um, and not have to tell people at work that you're thinking about going onto social media. I love that. I love it. And I will add you to the the show notes on that. So I'll definitely add your link. So Tim, thank you so very much. And uh, so guys, real quick here. So I got some housekeeping things we have to do because I've been told I probably should promote myself a little bit more. Heads up, Aaron and I'm a business partner. We are the founders of Innovation Media Enterprises, but we're also global leader organization, Dallas Chair. Dallas Chairs. So uh, if you're looking for a business organization, you're a founder or you have a PL in excess of a million, we are all about joint development. We're committed to community commerce, capital content, et cetera. We would love to hear from you guys and Dallas every month. We always have a meeting at the last Wednesday. And of course, I'd be remiss. I know I've mentioned it before, but I absolutely believe everyone has a story to tell selfishly do it with a podcast if you are thinking about doing a podcast we will help you with consulting strategy production and marketing around the podcast itself so we will augment your marketing agency complement it etc so on that note so as i bring it back to mr tim hughes guys thanks again for another episode of the mic is listening see you until next week bye